beyond infinity. John, this year, Mars 2020 is on track for a launch in July. There is a competition to name it, and I haven't actually seen the results of that. I think the results are yet to be announced. But So at the moment, it's just referred to by the year of the launch. It's going to take about six months to get there. So it'll be early 2021 that they'll be actually touching down at Jezero Crater. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a very similar spacecraft to the Curiosity rover, which is at Gale Crater. Mm-hmm. And it's six-wheel. It's rover. It's nuclear-powered. It's got a big arm on it that has a bunch of... uh, of, Drills and measurement tools. Yeah, instruments and stuff. It's a very similar design. And the delivery method to get this big rover down weighs nearly a tonne. This new class of rovers, they try not to redesign the wheel every time they send one. It's very expensive to mm. design these things. And, and so they're using basically the same template as they did for the Curiosity rover. That's Mars 2020. These are the big chutes that came out and slowed down the Yeah, that's the right. They've, yeah. Got, they've got a big parachute, parachute system. They've also got retro rockets that fire, and then it, it's delivered to the actual surface by a sky crane. So okay. it's, it's so-called seven minutes of terror. You come in screaming in, you get a bit of atmosphere breaking effect as you hit the upper atmosphere of Mars as a heat shield. That slows you down a bit, mm-hmm. and then a parachute is deployed, and then that separates, and you are left with a, a retro rocket system which fires, and that slows it down from... It's like what we've seen with the lunar landers, that when they come in, when the, the moon landing happened, they mm. just fire those reverse rockets, which mm. are the thrusters that sort of yeah. slowly stabilise them. It's kind of like that, yeah, but it's okay. actually a separate craft, because what, it hap- what happens with it, and this is what happens so successfully with the Curiosity rover in 2012, when it landed there safely at Gale Crater, it dropped it down and then it's like a sky crane. So it gets the the retro rockets, this frame, which is above the rover Mm -hmm. and attached to it. Mm -hmm. The rover's sitting underneath it. It has rockets all around it. It has a landing radar. It's telling the craft how far it is away from the surface. It gets quite close to the surface and then it lowers a cable with the actual spacecraft. Mm -hmm. The wheels rotate into place. So the rover is ready to drive on that cable. It gets down. There are sensors built into the rover when it senses that it's actually on the surface Mm -hmm. explosive bolts fire the the cable is cut and the sky crane which has got those retro rockets which have been lowering it gradually down to the surface they remove the sky crane safely so it doesn't crash onto the rover it's just delivered goes and crashes you know say 500 meters away safely well removed Mm -hmm. from from where the rover is and then the rover's ready to go can start driving straight away so that's what happened last time. The radar system which, which helped it land, which is attached to the side of the sky crane, it only had the ability to measure the distance between itself and the ground. So when it got to the point where it knew that at the end of the cable, the rover was about to make contact, it slows right down to almost a hover, mm-hmm. feels the touchdown of the rover, and then it goes. It did not have the ability to say okay, oh, gee, there's a giant rock there sure. or there's a cliff mm-hmm. or there's a hole mm-hmm. or a, the edge of a scarp or something. And and because the last thing they want to happen is a billion plus dollar, I think it's two or three billion dollars worth yeah. of rover to land on its side yes. or to be dropped into a sand a pit. or something. Yeah. Or there's lots of dunes and stuff yeah. on, on Mars. A rover did get bogged. I think it was the Opportunity rover elsewhere on Mars. It got bogged and they managed to sort of throw it into reverse and just floor it. And they so there is to- an option to actually lift it back up if they no. have to? So there is now a new system called TRN, which is Terrain Relative Navigation. Mm -hmm. And what that does is in addition to the radar, which is sensing the distance to the surface Mm -hmm. that Curiosity had, in addition to that, since the early 2000s, they've been testing 
from a helicopter. They've been testing a new system which does exactly what you just said. It's, it's a visual landing system. It uses a camera to scan the ground for landmarks, compares those images to onboard maps, and estimates its position relative to what it knows are obstacles. Mm-hmm. That information's been supplied by the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter that's got a very high resolution down to less than a meter camera on board. Mm-hmm. So those maps have been loaded into the landing system, into this TRN system. Mm-hmm. Those maps are compared against what the camera is seeing as it looks down. Mm-hmm. They do have this advantage of being able to, to say, okay, we're about to land in a, in a sand pit there. Are we going to land on the edge of a cliff? We're going to pause. We're going to move a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're going to find a safer place to land. So my, in my head, you gave me that visual of the helicopter, and I'm thinking of a rescue out at sea when you see somebody you know, rappel over the side and they're connected by the cable and they drop down and, and they pick someone up from the water. So with that, you've got the motion that, the person can go up or down depending on... Yeah, the helicopter you know, pilot can see. And the helicopter pilot itself can obviously then move up, down, left, right in yes. all directions. So what you're saying is it's not just the cable that's allowing the drop that goes up and down. It's also this that can move around. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The support so system that can actually that's move right, around. That's right. So yeah. the, the actual sky crane, which, sky has, got, crane, which yeah. has got the retro rockets on it, which is what's slowing the spacecraft down. And when it gets close, so it's exactly the same as Curiosity, that seven minutes yeah. of terror I described. So first the, first the aero shell, aero breaking into the upper mm-hmm. atmosphere, then a parachute, then the sky crane. Mm-hmm. Sky crane has rockets around the edge of it and nestled underneath it, attached to its underbelly, is the actual rover. Yeah. 2020, Mars yeah. 2020. Yeah. When it gets close enough, it lowers the rover down on a cable when the sensors pick up that it's made, the rover's made contact with the ground, with the surface of Mars, the cable's cut and the, the sky crane flies off and crashes somewhere mm-hmm. else, well away, safely removed. The difference is that the TRN system can, I don't think it actually retracts the cable. I think what it can do is it, it's looking from well above. It's looking from you know, several kilometres above mm-hmm. the surface as the, as the descent continues. And if they see, using their algorithms to compare what they're seeing with the camera to what the data that's been loaded from Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter about this general area, mm-hmm. very detailed maps, it'll say, okay, let's not go there. We're going to steer slightly to the right, right. or to the left. Yeah. I'm not sure that there's actually the ability to go upwards. If, you, mm-hmm. if you've come down low enough, then you're kind of getting committed to one particular place. Would it, it, still would be, it would be somewhat falling, wouldn't it, um, as it's coming down? Uh, or is the thrusters going to hold it in no, the thru- a position? The thrusters effectively can, you know, when it touches down at the end of that cable, is almost hovering. Yeah, right. So it's a okay. very soft landing. Yeah. And that yeah. was the same with Curiosity. So it's a very sophisticated system. They've just added that layer mm. of a very accurate ter- terrain measurements in real time so these are all processed by the spacecraft Mm -hmm. we don't know there's a time delay of about 10 minutes Mm -hmm. during this landing next year takes six months to get to mars they can't look at it in real time all this gets programmed into the spacecraft the maps get loaded before it leaves earth Mm -hmm. the the detailed terrain maps which it uses to compare with what it's seeing in real time and it does it all itself it uses its own computers on board to make these assessments and to say, okay, we can't land there, let's go slightly to the left or to the right Mm -hmm. or forwards or backwards. When the moon landings happened with Apollo, the way that system worked was that the astronauts were able to look out a window and they could see the landing site and sure. they and that's in fact what exactly what happened neil armstrong chose to avoid a, a pile of big boulders skirted across them and made a safe landing mm-hmm. so that's the same system that's being same idea it's fully autonomous now it's yeah. autonomous and i guess this is now you know the test is going to be here so in case they want to use this on the future system to then drop other equipment in future well yeah. well this is this is what the real beauty of this is jezero crater which is the target for mars 2020 is a a very interesting place it's got lake beds which mm-hmm 
mm-hmm. they want to look at for possible signs of past microbial life. Mm-hmm. So the, the whole objective of the 2020 mission is to really look at the possibility of life on Mars. Does it exist now? Mm-hmm. Did it exist in the past? Mm-hmm. And so they want to go to places where they know there've been lakes and rivers flowing in, forming lakes, and that's where they get built up to sediment. And in those sediments, they may well find the telltale signs of life. Yeah. They're not realistically expecting to actually find microbes. That would be great if they did, but it's more like the telltale signs sure. that microbes might once have... Some trails they may have left yeah, or some excrement or something that is... yeah Fossil record. Yeah, yeah that's right. So the beauty of TRN, Terrain Relative Navigation System, that the land the landing process is going to take advantage of is that it allows them to land much more accurately. Mm-hmm. So in a more dangerous area mm-hmm. where there are obstacles, where there are sand traps, where there's steep rocks, sharp rocks, dangers to a lander. But they're confident. They've done a lot of testing in the desert in America, mm-hmm. in, in rough terrain, desert with uh, escarpments and other obstacles, lots of rocky, barren terrain, mm-hmm. hilly, mountainous. And they reckon it works really well. They actually reckon that it worked as it, down to, I think, 20 metre accuracy. Incredible. So they are, that's, that's what they're planning to do with this. So they're going to be much more ambitious in where they land. Previously, basically, they've been looking for car parking lots, the equivalent of a dead flat, safe place to put your rover down. Then the rover can drive long distances mm-hmm. to where the interesting science is. In this case, they can get it much closer to the science. And one of the benefits is they're even saying that, you know, they don't necessarily, you know, if this system works well enough, then they, they don't necessarily need to have wheels. They can go so accurately with the landing that the, the, the target that they want to get to, instead of needing a rover to drive to it, they can drop the drill or the instruments right to the site. Mm-hmm. Doesn't It can be much lighter, mm-hmm. doesn't need wheels, doesn't need as much power. Less expensive Less overall. Less expense, yeah. absolutely. Weight is everything in, in spacecrafts. That's the big expense, so they can get that down. So this will be interesting. This will have this same system, will have other applications. There's even private companies that are looking to use this same system to very safely deliver payloads to our moon, mm. to the Earth's moon, okay. for all sorts of purposes, scientific purposes, mining, mining yeah. resource uh, gathering, yeah. gathering, that sort of stuff. And so that's the other use for it. If it works here... Even more locally, I mean, if it can be used in some kind of emergency situation for recovery efforts... Or in delivering items to remote areas, uh, you know, anywhere across the world, or that that could potentially be, um, you know, useful there as well. Or in reverse, if you know we need to, to rescue somebody out of a difficult environment, that might potentially be a way to do it as well. With a drone as opposed to a manned, uh, exactly, manned yeah. helicopter. Yeah. Yep, yep, indeed. So this lander vision system that that's going to be used activates at about four point two kilometres above the surface. Once the back shell comes off at 2,300 metres above the surface, the vehicle then uses that TRN system that we've been talking about to gauge its position and then autonomously select the safest nearby pixel from its target maps and then down it goes. It's making its judgment well above the surface, kilometres above the mm-hmm. surface. I think once you get low enough with the sky crane, you are going to be committed to where you're going. So yeah. you make the decision higher up, gives you more opportunity to adjust your trajectory. Mm-hmm. Look, they were pretty accurate with the Curiosity lander. I think they came down to within one or two kilometres mm-hmm. of where they had the ideal target within an ellipse that they've sure. sort of drawn on the surface, that mm-hmm. that was where they were trying to land. So it was pretty accurate. But with landing in Jezero with Mars 2020, they want to be even more accurate yeah. with that. Yeah. It'll be fascinating to see how that pans out. But there, as I mentioned, there are private companies that want to use this to get to the moon and uh, use that same precision landing technique 
there are parts of the moon, particularly the poles, mm-hmm. that have got lots of craters, mm-hmm. very uneven surface, dangerous for landing craft, whether rovers or fixed landers. So uh, again, to be, have that ability to make autonomous decisions on the way down, because our moon's even closer, they, they'd be able to relay signals back to Earth and, yeah. and people on Earth would be actually be able to look at photos and say, okay, no, you've got to adjust your position one way or the other. So it won't necessarily need to be totally autonomous. But potentially further out, you know, the, the moons of Jupiter, for example, might be a you know, future mission where this would be used. That's exactly the other um, example. There's a orbiter and a lander that are proposed for Europa, which is one of the moons of Jupiter. And again, they well, they won't. They definitely won't have any benefit of being able to talk back with Earth because no. there's several hours of time delay between the two positions. So they are looking for this same autonomous system. There's a Europa Clipper orbiter, which would do the same thing as MRO, take the photos and then supply them to the lander which would be taking advantage of that extra information saying, okay, well, that's a bad place to land. That's a good place to land. So that's another application. NASA's Dragonfly program is to send a a rotorcraft to Titan. So it's actually a drone. We've talked about it on this program. And then that would benefit using that TRN system. Two spacecraft working together Mm. to get a safe landing Mm -hmm. at a a desired target. Europe is another place where they would love to uh, have a good look for the possibility of microbial life or or who knows, maybe even more advanced life, or none at all, we don't know. The other place that it's also been used is on the OSIRIS-REx sample collection mission to the asteroid Bennu. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.